Anyway. Ready to make some magic? You ah. bet. Ah. <laughs> oh. Bruce, buddy, I played magic for like four days straight. Yes. You know how many games... Face to face. You know how many games we got in together? You and I? Yeah. Well, other than Thursday night, probably none. One. <laughs> One? It might have been two. Um, let's see. You took over for me in a game. That's true. We, so we were both in that game. Oh, and then we had one on Saturday as well. Okay. So Friday we had one. You played Yenit. And okay. I played Colfinor. And John played Gerard. Which, sure, I believe it. You won, I think. I don't remember. I remember, uh, I remember Gerard going off. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Gerard won that game. Well, I don't know why I have you written down as... It doesn't matter. It was if you wrote game. it down, then it must have happened for in my favor. But I remember Gerard hitting for big. And then the other game was the one where I played Bruce Tarl and Kedis, which we'll talk about later this season. Uh, <laughs> and you played Buzzbark. Um, and two of us did amazing things. And two of us stagnated. Yeah. <laughs> when you use hey, your last last play on a turn to yeah. roll the dice because you haven't done it yet with Buzzbark. <laughs> Oops. But hey, you know what? We gotta start yeah. the show. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I am Bruce. That's Bruce of BrewCon fame. That's right. And I realized I haven't done that in three, four weeks, and wow, I thought I was going to stumble over it. Feels good. Feels good to be back. We had a, we had a backlog of episodes. We've, we have new viewers. Thank you, new viewers. Hey, hey. Um, welcome. To the temple. We're here to have some fun, be chill, and relax. Uh, last week we talked about White Instance. This week we're talking about BrewCon, which, uh, while many of you may have been at MagicCon Minneapolis, uh, we were not because uh, Bruce's wife was out of town, so we <laughs> trashed the place. <laughs> <laughs> If we're going to spend the whole episode talking about BrewCon, I should probably sort of give a general gist of what BrewCon is to the folks who really yes. won't have any idea because, well, unless you're following me on Twitter and pretty closely, you don't really know what BrewCon is. So BrewCon loosely is spawned from the all the Grand Prix that we used to go to uh, pre-pandemic where uh, it seemed like every single magic event that you could go to, the focus was on uh, competitive play. And if you were a commander player, you showed up, you didn't have to pay anything, but you just got booted from one table to the next. It didn't matter where you set up. Someone was going to come along halfway through your game and say, yeah, we need this space, can you move? And it just, it started to really drive me crazy. 
And on top of that, the games I was playing with people I didn't know, 50% of them were good, 50% of them were crap. And it was just because, it, as we all know, going to any sort of magic convention, it's really hard to find games where everybody's relatively on the same level. Yeah. Um, so what I, my thought was, you know, if you can just do uh, a magic con-like event where you get to invite all of your friends, everybody's going to already have a pretty good understanding of what, what's, what they're bringing to the table. So your commander games should run a lot smoother. It also means that uh, any friend who's looking to bring their cube doesn't have to worry about, uh, you know, constantly monitoring their cube for fear that it'll get stolen. Because you're in your house with your friends. They're not going to steal your cube. They're going to want to play your cube. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's other, you know, uh, just general drafts. Um, drafting boxes of cards, whether it's Conspiracy or uh, Commander Legends or just a standard, a standard draft. However, it means that somebody can buy a box of cards. And if they want to keep them all, then you just draft... And at the end of the draft, everybody returns the cards because nobody gets to keep any. What this also means for the drafts is that the drafts are awesome because nobody's drafting a rare just because it costs yeah. money. They're only drafting the cards that work for their decks. So that was spectacular. And the whole idea seemed really cool to me. But, you know, when am I ever going to get to do this? And then my wife decided that her and a group of her friends were going to do a reunion. They went to nursing school together. Um, and they picked a weekend, and they were going to be gone for the entire weekend at this reunion. I thought, great, I'll invite a few friends over, and Brucon was born. Yay! Um, and since then, we have done it. I think this I was remember. the fifth one? Is it the fifth or sixth Shh. time? Yeah. Could be. Could be. I think this it's was some, my fourth. Somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah, it's somewhere in there. We stopped for two years uh, because of the pandemic. <laughs> two or three. Uh, I think we stopped, uh, let's see, obviously the first one, because typically they happened in May. Yeah, because um, I think last year was the first year back. Yeah, uh, ever since the pandemic, um, well, ever since Once we vaccines started, started rolling out, pan- it was, yeah. Exactly, once the vaccines start rolling out, um, that, though, that was the requirement. Everyone must be vaccinated, and obviously, don't come if you're sick. <laughs> uh, it was just was it this uh, even at this one I think there were I think there was one or two people who wore a mask. Yeah. So yeah. um yeah, I mean it's you know we're wide open and we're all friends and you know if you're if uh if that's where your comfort level is go for it. We just we just want to we just want you here to play some magic. So yeah. um so we had a great time and we just sort of wanted to do a a general recap of of what happened. What happened? Things to keep in mind if you want to host your own. Yes. Uh, you know, just general, uh, you know, don't have necessarily have FOMO over the big events if you can just hang out with 20 people at your house. Or less. I mean, you know, I think at the height we had 23 people-ish. And uh, that felt crowded. Uh, you know, yeah. obviously be aware of your space. Right. Well, I mean, we've done, like, this was not the busiest BrewCon that I've had. Uh, I know yeah. that we had one or two pre-pandemic where it was, it was over 20. So the space that I, that, that 
I have in the house is sort of the dining room, living room space. We just jam all the furniture into a corner, and then the dining room is big enough to hold, say, two pods of four Yeah. on either end of the table. It also makes uh, a nice table for get, doing the draft. Oh, yeah. And then I've got two folding tables that are sort of set up in the living room to allow... I mean, technically, they could each hold six, but realistically, they're four to a table, and that's good for a commander pod. So it works yeah. out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, don't, I honestly I don't know where to start with this. Um, it's it's been a thing I've been mulling over for. I mean, it was what a week ago, um, and I knew that this episode was coming, and I still just kind of was like, where where do we start? You know, uh, I think honestly, where we need to start is the people. I think that sure. uh, you obviously have curated a a good group of people around you through Twitter and. Uh, the podcast and all these yeah. things, and over the years of writing for Magic, and um, if any of you are interested in hosting an event like this, it's it's key to make sure that like people feel safe in your space, people feel good about playing games, and I think that like th- I haven't laughed that hard in years, like. <laughs> Like, we played well into the night on Friday night. And to an extent, yeah, Saturday night. Saturday. Oh, yes. Definitely Saturday. <laughs> um, and, like, I... Oh, man. Like, I don't know where to start. Because it's just... I Like I like I said, I haven't laughed that hard. Especially playing Magic. Um, in years. And right. I think well, that uh, the biggest thing is find people who know how to make losing fun is the my biggest cornerstone right now um, right i i'm lucky in that um the group of people that we had here for for a brew con um is a group of people who all have a very similar mindset um you know uh, every everybody wants you know everybody wants to have a good time and wants everybody else to have a good time so and um, and my uh, my expectations for a game for a commander game are pretty well known. Um, you know, I, I'm not looking for a high powered game. I'm looking for low power games. I want games that are gonna that are gonna go on for a little bit. Um, I want to see a ton of interaction, and I want everybody in the pod to be having a really good time. Yeah. And you know, as somebody who wrote magic articles and repeated that for ten years. And then, ha, you know, did uh, and then has been doing a podcast now for you know two plus years, where I just keep saying it over and over again. Games are best when everybody's having a good time. It, the people that that I know from Twitter and the ones who tend to interact more than just that one off, are people who are if they're not like minded, they at least know what I'm looking for, and they <laughs> come to the event bringing that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, w- when you know that that's the understanding and you know that that's sort of what everybody else is expecting, I essentially have kind of forced my own standard on BrewCon and it seems to be, it seems to be working. So, um, you know, and then add into that, you know, make sure you've also got, uh, well, you know, I've said it in articles, make sure you've got a McGreeny. And by that, I mean, make sure you've got somebody who has uh, their own cube because... Commander's great, 
but every once in a while, you just want to get eight people together and draft. And uh, having somebody who's really excited about a cube and is uh, and has curated theirs and takes a lot of, puts a lot of effort into it, it's just a wonderful thing. It makes such a nice it's a nice break between between commander games. Um, and I love the you know the back and forth. It, it, you know brings some variety and that's always awesome too yeah and i mean you you and magrini how dare you um magrini was a surprise guest this year um for those who don't know andrew magrini he's i mean i don't cool go check him out he's a yeah he's a fun guy um he usually brings his cubes he usually brings some sort of uh, niche format with him uh, this yeah. year he brought obviously Dan Dan and the forgetful fish but he also brought what was it it was uh... he brought his arch enemy cube and oh, yeah. what he did with the cube was he, he made a few changes to it and essentially we played it, uh, that it so that it was just straight multi, you know straight multiplayer games so mm-hmm. the idea was you were drafting to create a 40 card deck with the did we play with we didn't play 40 life. We played 20, right? I think so. So, yeah, the games were 40-card decks with 20 life, um, and it was just flat. No arch enemy, um, and away we go. Um, it was interesting because I felt like it played a lot like cons- like a deck of like a conspiracy game, mm-hmm. but without the conspiracy cards. Um, so, it, you know, it made for some... Uh, some fun games. Um, I really, I really enjoyed the the games that I got to play. So, uh, Magrini also brought what was it? It was uh, it was Jumpstart, but each of the packs were based on yes. an artist. Is that what it was? Yeah. So uh, I know Andrew's been built. Andrew's been working on this one for uh, quite a while because I, I remember he brought it to Philly. I'm trying to remember if he brought it anywhere earlier than that. So he calls it the Jumpstart packs, and it's not Jumpstart. It's Jump art Ah. with a stress in the art the idea is that every pack it's like jumpstart so where you take two packs and you smoosh them together and that's your deck but the idea is that each pack is one artist so you can get uh i don't remember any of the artists that are in it (laughs) Um, but each pack has its own artist and you get the idea you you know squish them together shuffle it up and play it out um there's obviously difficulties with, there's going to be some difficulties with balance because some artists are just, they've, play, they've been drawing, they've been doing art for a lot longer and so it's a little trickier to, to come up with a balance. Um, but I, ha- I will say, most of the Jumpstart games that I've played in, um, yeah. they've, been, they've been pretty even um, and the ones that haven't, well, I mean, that, that's more a result of magic. As, right. it, as it is the result of the imbalance in the cards. So Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, I got to do that a few times in, in Philly. Um, I didn't get to play any Jumpstart this time around in, at BrewCon, but uh, it was, uh, I know a lot of people got a chance to, and that was, that was a good thing. It seemed to be a good highlight, too. Just like, even just between, like, people waiting for, for pods to open up or uh, a draft I, to be fired, it, it, there was a lot going on all the time it, within yeah these two rooms uh and like my favorite part was that there was never like a time where i felt like either i couldn't stop 
Like, if I, like, nobody was ever pressuring you to, like, like, oh, come on, get a game in. It's like, no, I'm tired, or I'm overwhelmed, or I'm overstimulated. Like, it was like, oh, okay, like, we'll find somebody else. You know, like, there was a perfect number where there was always somebody willing to sit out. Uh, Right. I think for any of you who are thinking of doing this yourself, I think the golden number, or not the golden number, the minimum number, really, you want 12. Mm. 12 gives you eight to draft and four people who can then do a commander game because you're not always going to find people who want to draft some people they just don't enjoy the experience um you know to be fair i tend to i've always been kind of crappy with draft and a lot of times i'll sit out now that didn't work out this time around i ended up winning more more on the draft side (laughs) than on the commander side but um it's uh you know that's you want you want to have that flexibility like you said Andy, where you don't want people to be feel like they're forced into it because if you get you know if you have nine if you have eight or nine people coming right. to your event well if there's eight then you need all of them to agree to draft and if there's nine okay well then you are going to be sitting out because you want all of your guests to be able to draft <laughs> well congratulations if they play more than one round, you're now looking at nothing three, to do hours, for the yeah. next two to three hours. That's not really what you're looking for. That's why I like 12. Um, but once you go past that, the numbers, then you start getting a little more, then you get more flexibility, you get more flexibility, but it's the same setup. You still have that, you know, you still have enough people that if you want to draft, you can, and then others can still do commander or you can reverse it around. Um, and we were lucky enough to, um, I think even was it Sunday, I think we had 12. Friday, I think it was, I think it was around 16. Mm. Maybe just under 16 on Friday. And then Saturday, because uh, it stretched through the whole day. So there were times when there were more people and times when there were fewer. But um, it, we always seemed to have, on Saturday, we had roughly 16. So um, Yeah, and I think... I mean, I think we did a count on Sunday, and I think we ended up doing five or six total draft formats. Draft fired that five to six. Sounds draft. about right. Because um, we because we did Battle Bond. We did. Yes. Uh, well, uh, four of us did uh, Carlos's Sharpie yes. Cube. Yeah, um, Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate. Another straight draft. We, we did, did McGreeny's Cube. Uh, his arch enemy cube, and then his his uh, his powered cube. His powered cube. Um, so I'm not going to even include Dandan Dan and Jumpstart in there. Yeah. Um, and so that's like you that's said, five. With Carlo- and yeah, and then with Carlos's uh, cube, which is realistically that's a four player. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four player cube, but um, it was. Uh, I mean, we had a good time, but like I said. Really, you want that 12 because then it just makes it easy for people to say, yeah, I'll jump in or no, you guys go ahead. Or, you know, the refrain I heard quite often at BrewCon was, I'll do it, but if somebody else wants to jump in, I'm happy to step back. Yeah. And, you know, when you've got three people who, who have that level of flexibility where they're just as happy picking up a commander game or maybe they just want to sit for a bit. I mean, we even had a couple of people playing Pokemon for most of the most of Brucon. Yeah, um, and you know, it it all just worked itself out. Um, like I think nice I when you've got the right numbers like that. 
uh, it was it was just like a good chill time. I think I ended up playing well over twenty games of Magic, uh, right? Over the whole weekend, over the four days, because Thursday we did, uh, you know, your normal Thursday yeah. night group, our usual Thursday Magic in the evening, um, and so I, I I count I personally count that as part of BrewCon, even though it's pre BrewCon activity. It's day zero. You got to have a day zero exactly. for your con, right? Yeah. And I mean, other than Thursday, I think I won one game. Um, and oh my god, like it was Magrini's cube. Like I like, but yeah. the thing I took away from the weekend was the camaraderie, the like, the, yeah. the like, the the laughs. You know, as cheesy as it sounds, like, it, it was so much about being in the moment and so much about, like, just, like, doing the ridiculous things. It was what Commander wants to be. Um, it, right. it was well, nuts. Having done this for a couple of years now, we've got a group that come that tries to come almost all the time. But we had a few new people this time around, and it was really nice how we were, you know, you just bring them right in. Okay, perfect. You're, you know, let's let's just make it happen. And it just it really it, it really fit well. Everything everything went I thought really smoothly. Oh, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I mean, I got a few more wins in than you, but honestly, I don't remember the wins. Right. You know? I re- I remember, you know, I remember getting getting to do uh, uh, you know, a ton of political table talk with Magrini's uh, multiplayer deck. I remember getting uh, Yenit uh, at least a couple of times with some with some significant cards. I remember playing, I remember Buzzbark, but mostly because, you know, I remember, you know, Buzzbark is sort of a wah-wah because it just didn't, it didn't work out this time. But, you know, you remember some of this. I mean, I remember, I remember the big, the big the moments. The moments, yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Know, and just getting a chance to, to spend some time with friends and some new friends, and um, it was uh, it was a great experience all around. I would, yeah, I mean, uh, right. That's part of the, that's part of the joy of BrewCon is that even in your downtime, you know, when you've got you know when you might, maybe you don't have quite enough for the four, or maybe you don't feel like getting into a game just yet. Give me you know give me thirty minutes. So you're just sitting there chatting, and you just you know talking about life and everything else because you know. These people are your friends. Uh, I mean, we're talking about more than just magic, so um, so that's always uh, it's always a plus. So yeah, and I mean, like, I think that you know, it is so much about obviously the people that you play with, but like, it's really the attitude you bring to a table. I think that maybe you know, out of out of the twenty plus games I played, maybe one or two of them <laughs> didn't go as I like wanted them to in terms of right. just like the feeling I came I came out of the game with. Um and like there's not much you can do about that. Like it is just like it's it would be unrealistic to be like all 20 games went amazingly. Like yeah. uh it, and it just happens, you know? Um Right. And you kind of just move on from those and the next game will be better. Um Right. But uh, I'm going to interrupt real quick. Uh, yep. I need you to move tables uh, because we need this table for right. an ad break. Uh, 
Perfect. So uh, pick up your stuff. You got a few minutes. Don't worry. Like, take your time. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. We're gonna we're gonna take an ad break, and when we get back, we're gonna talk about. You know what? It's gonna be reminiscent of the very first Temple of the False Spot. We're just gonna tell some stories here and there. Sounds good. Things up nicely. So we'll be yeah. right back. This episode of Temple of Allspot is brought to you by Chulane, teller of tales. Chulane! Everybody loves a Chulane deck, right? Because he tells so many tales. Right. Everybody loves Chulane. Chulane's such a a fair magic card that everybody loves it. Uh, hey, we're back. Talking about Brucon, baby. Talking about the the things that keep us going with the game of Magic the Gathering. Whether it's uh, uh, some sort of uh, limited draft format or some sort of commander. Is that how you pronounce it? Commander game? Com- no, it's pronounced E-D-H. Oh, sorry. I've been spelling it wrong all these years. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know. For three letters, you figured I'd get it right one time. But, uh, you know, I just kind of... I figured we could take the last half of this episode, talk about anything we wanted to clear up about a Brucon or... Ex, let's call it an ex-con, just like uh, whatever you want. Fill in the blank, well, con. Okay, so I'm going to start with this one. Um, it's a little off the beaten path, and we kind of talked about this on another on another cast. Mm-hmm. Um, just... When you're hosting your 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 con, um, just keep in mind you're not going to play as many games as you as you think you are. The idea is you're trying to bring everybody together so everybody's having a good time. It's your house. You're going to be doing a lot of the pickup. You're going to be pointing people in the right direction for various things. If there's food involved, it's probably going to be uh, it's probably going to be on you to provide at least some of it. Uh, I know with with BrewCon, I make a point of. Well, I've done this repeatedly now, so now everybody everybody knows that, you know, on Friday, Bruce is going to provide something to eat, but it's not going to be a lot, and if you're looking for, like, a big full meal, you're probably going to need to figure, figure that out. The breakfast slash brunch option on Saturday is likely going to be some kind of coffee cake and some and some fruit salad mm. and the dinner is probably going to be a lasagna and there will be a deli plate in there for the afternoon for you know for sneaking a sandwich here and there but do some planning for your event this is not something where you invite a bunch of friends and they show up uh, i mean it's one thing to do that for an evening where hey we're going to order pizza and your problems are solved as far as food and all the rest of it go right when you're talking about a con like this, you're looking at multiple days. And you can't just, hey, let's order pizza, or hey, let's order whatever every single time. You want to do something a little bit different. You want to have something more planned out. Um, and that's a great option. Um, one of the things I wish that I could do is barbecue. Um, my grill, I live on the second and third floor. So the grill is <laughs> stuck down on the first floor. So if I'm doing the grill, I am completely separated from everything going on. And also, my grill surface is not that big. So it means I would be down there for a long time trying to make that happen. And I wish I could. Uh, you know, I wish I could make that, you know, fix that situation, but I can't. Uh, however, 
the grill is a great option for a lot of people. A lot of people have the deck off their house and they have, you know, yeah. the, the grill is better access. I mean, you only have to look at uh, some of the pictures I've seen from... Uh, from Hobbs's? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that he had a great setup and everything was, uh, or at least it looked like everything was mostly on ground level. So, uh, so the grill was an easy access location for just about everybody and it looks like he put on quite the spread. So, oh, absolutely. Um, and like, obviously so with, with, with hosting duties, like you kind of yeah. mentioned, but I, I don't want to gloss over, like you're sacrificing a lot of your game time to, to do these. Like you yeah. are either sacrificing games or pods or whole drafts to like either make sure people are fed enough um you know if you if you're grilling for instance like i'm sure right. hobbs didn't play any maybe games that night that he was grilling right um and like it's it's you know like you have to balance the the people aspect and the game aspect um, right but like so. i think obviously too like with having this been the fifth or sixth time that you've done yeah. this people are also a lot more willing to like step in and be like stop we'll take care yeah. of this you can right. play es like especially because like i said i've done this a few times and many of you guys have been here yeah. for some of these so it's uh you know well you went out on fr on friday because we needed rolls we needed other stuff more you sauce. picked up all that stuff right <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, and it was like, oh, I know exactly what ne what you know what's needed, and I yeah, I think I might have added one thing to the list, and I'll, and you went out and got it, um, yeah, and that that's really beneficial. But I will say, like on Saturday, for the morning, uh, for the morning, the pre noon, <clears throat> I was definitely in one fewer commander game than I could have been, and in the afternoon, I would say it was about the same. Now, having said that, there have been times in the past when it has been a lot less than that, um, just because of poor planning on my part. So <laughs> if you want to make this work, keep your plan, really do uh, plan your events. Because, yeah. Um, the timing is everything. Um, and I keep screwing up the timing on our lasagna every single year. And it's, well, almost, it's almost traditional now that nobody's expecting to get fed until after nine o'clock. Yeah. Night. <laughs> I th I think it got out at what like eight eight thirty this time. Yeah, uh, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it could have been better. But I mean, like I think two like two things to keep in mind that I think may make things go smoother is uh, one if you've got locals and they're willing to chip in yes. for you know have them bring you know I brought like a box of like packs of chips you know yeah. have them bring chips have them bring you know sides have them bring like right. something that's not like the main thing. I said to everybody who was local who asked, what can I bring? Because, you know, obviously the folks who are out of town, they can't really bring a lot of food. Right. Uh, I said to the locals, bring a sweet. Because mm. I, I had most of everything else covered, so uh, most people brought some kind of sweet or a veggie platter, um, or, and like you were saying. so. And two, keep in mind, like, restrictions, like food restrictions. You know, like, some people are more than willing or able to, like, bring in their own things if they have very significant food restrictions. Uh, right. But, like, even something as, uh, as I don't want to, like, discount this, but as minor as, like, vegetarian, like, sometimes it's easy to just gloss that over. And, like, it's easy to just go pick up, you know, vegetarian meatballs, for instance. Um, right. And... Uh, that's that's not that's not a dig on you. That's just like a this is a thing that like 
it, it like for instance vegetarians are they're more and more you know yeah um, it was not a dietary restriction that we had uh, that we had seen in the past for brucon right. this time around we had two or three people who were who were vegetarian and uh, so we you know did our best did my best on short notice to make it work and i think i think it worked out all right yeah absolutely and they had a great time and like yeah. they understood that there was a chance that they might not be accommodated to and they were okay with it. Um, yeah. But like you know, you you do you do your best, and you 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 know, I'm sure next year we'll be ahead of it. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that all in all, like the things to keep in mind are like even if you do, you know, falter at certain times, like people are either willing to help because they want to see everyone else also succeed. Yeah. And two, like if there is like bumps here and there like it's okay it's not going to ruin the whole weekend unless it does right. but like what what are the chances um yeah it well it takes it it would take an awful lot to to truly to truly destroy it i mean right come on, you know any issue that there is with food there is a there is at least some kind of short term solution there's always a phone you can always order you know you right can, you know you can have stuff delivered you know you can always work your way around that um you know honestly the only i think the only way i can picture where um where a brucon could go wrong is if we had a couple of people who came who just didn't understand what we were trying to do yeah and it just created and if it created for repeated awkward games that would be that would be i think that would be worse than you know <laughs> Yeah, somebody being hungry for an hour, figures. you know. Yeah. Right. So, um, and like I like honestly, I don't think that has ever happened at a brewcon I've ever been to. So like it's it is. I think it comes down to the people. It comes down to the games, uh, and it comes down to setting expectations. As with any magic game, I think that like if everyone's upfront about you know everything that's going on, obviously with the games, but with like you know. The fact that like you can't house everybody and like there's parking and there's like there's all these things like if everyone comes together to 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 plan it you know in any way that they can um things go smoothly because everybody at that point is invested um but i i don't know i got i'm thinking i want to close this show out with some stories yeah uh, because that's 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 our bread and butter here is just stupid <laughs> stupid stories. I was playing a game. Uh, it was me, my friend Andrew. That uh, this is the first time that he had met most of these people. McGreeny yeah. and Carlos. Okay. Uh, and going into the game, I knew what to expect because I knew McGreeny and I knew Carlos, and they they they're very good at this game. Uh, but they also knew that I'm not, you know, super good. <laughs> uh, but they brought silly decks. Uh, right. McGreeny brought a bar fight deck where oh, it just yeah. evokes the feeling of a bar fight. There's a lot of goading. There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of punching. Uh, it's very mono red. And he, you know, it's like kind of like, ah, just do this. Do the biggest thing you can each you time you get a choice. remember who the commander is for that one? Um, I know he's changing it currently. Okay. Um, 
I don't remember. I want to say it was Jaxus, but I'm not sure. Oh, that makes sense. Um, And then Carlos was playing Arden and Silas Wren, which I think I'd seen many times that weekend. But this was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. So Arden, (laughs) uh, for those who don't know, and I'll bring it up. um, Arden says, at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may attach any number of auras and equipment you control to target permanent or player so it doesn't have to be a permanent you own but the idea behind this deck was to get your opponents on your side by giving them a lot of equipment uh it's kind of uh like there's a social aspect to it where it's like all right just just help me do the ridiculous thing is kind of what it came down to um and Right. At one point, he had, I want to say, like, 15 things attached to my creature, and I was attacking with it, but then, like, it became obvious that I had to attack him with it because I couldn't really attack Andrew with it, either right. of the Andrews. Um, there were three Andrews in that game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, there, I think at one point we had calculated there were four, 15 Bloodforge battle axes because that's the equipment that just like <laughs> you make more as it connects. Right. Um, and it had gotten to a point where, because uh, I think he also had some sort of cloak, and I'll have it up here, um, where it when it deals damage, you draw that many cards. Okay. So I, I ended up having him mill his or he draw his whole library and so all i had to do was pass the turn but he had the 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 kieran that's like if it's attached to a creature uh you can't lose the game so i couldn't just pass the turn i had to attack him get rid of the thing that the kieran was attached to yeah uh but then he like i i played a removal spell and he played a thing that like switched equipment to a different creature so then it dodged it and then i played another removal spell and he countered it because he had his whole deck in his hand of course he had these answers right i was just like oh and i think i think we were down to like it was like three three life and one life like i think i was at one and he was at three so it was just like or i I, maybe it was the other way around right but it was like somebody's gonna blink yeah i was just like oh god and like I just I couldn't pull it out, but it was amazing. Like that we I'll I'll grab the picture from McGreeny's Twitter because yeah. just it it didn't make any sense what was going right. on, in, especially in the middle of the game. Um, but it was it was one of those moments that I'll just like I, I, I can't forget because it was just too absurd. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, Reaver Cleaver messed up card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See, whereas for me, uh, the game of Brucon, uh, the best game for game of Brucon came with uh, uh, Magrini's multiplayer cube. Um, there were four of us in the pod. Carlos was uh, Carlos was in that pod with um, uh, David and Ian. So I had I had drafted a blue white flying deck. Really, what you know, there were there were some some synergies in there, but it wasn't that spectacular. 
However, I did manage to get out. Um, I got three 1-1 one, one spirits, put a plus and plus one counter on each of them. Now remember, we're starting at 20 life. So we're going around the board, and Carlos plays... Oh, what is it? Coercive per Portal. Yes. So with Coercive Portal, everyone on Carlos's upkeep votes. They vote for Homage, Homage, or, uh, or Carnage. Carnage, all the creatures get destroyed. Homage, Carlos draws a card. <laughs> so, now, my flyers weren't particularly strong, but there were three of them and I had a couple of blockers. So I swung and I hit somebody for six. Uh, I hit Ian for six, I think. And then there was a long discussion. Because when we would get back to Carlos's turn, it was like, okay... So, are we going to vote for Carnage or Homage? And I turned to Carlos, who was sitting beside me, and I said, I'm okay with you drawing cards. Wouldn't you like to draw cards? And Carlos looked at me and said, would depend on whether or not those flyers are coming my way. And I say, we've got other opponents we need to deal with. <laughs> and from then on in, it was pretty sure that the two of us were just going to keep voting Homage for the rest of the game. So, <clears throat> after having swung at Ian... I then started trying to uh, convince Ian to not swing at me because I would then swing at David and we'd try and get the life totals all down to an appropriate level. Because at that point, Ian was the only one that had a low life total. And it was just, it was just constant politics back and forth. Uh, whether Carlos and David were trying to convince each other that, you know, you should, you should vote for Carnage because we need to get rid of this board state and he said, and you need to get rid of it, because if you don't do that, I'm going to attack you with all of my stuff. So you need to get rid of it. So there was all kinds of, all kinds of political discussion in a way that I have not seen in a game in so long. And I mean, <laughs> it just went on and on. And all of us were just howling. We just, it was just, it was so funny. Because, I mean, obviously, a bunch of the, a bunch of the politicking we were doing were just was just obvious. It was it was just obvious baiting or obvious you know uh, messing with people because you knew them, um, and it was uh, it it worked into just such a fun game. And I look at the game itself, and the cards were almost irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were they were just random small creatures. There was that one artifact. And then I had a few flyers. Now, I mean, the game ended mostly because the, eventually Carlos was removed from the game. And when that happened, I was able to play it's an Increasing Devotion. I forget which one it is that gives you a bunch of 1-1 one, one soldiers. And then you get a bunch more on the flashback. I think it's five, and then you get ten more on flashback. I was able to cast it and flash it back in the same turn. So I got them. I got a pile of them. And then it was just sort of, that's how the game kind of wrapped. It was, they weren't going to get around that. So, <laughs> um, so it worked out pretty well, but it was, uh, I, I just, I hadn't had that much fun in a game of magic in so long. And it was all just because we were talking, it had very little to do with the cards on the battlefield. And I know for some people that would be a miserable game, but for me, that was just awesome. It was so much fun. It, 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 
It's so amazing to me because I think, you know, like I said, we got two games in together, um, you and I, yeah, uh, for the three days. And, I mean, I felt like I was missing something, you know? But also at the same time, now I get to hear your stories. You get to hear my stories. As All if, in all, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I want to encourage others. If you can do this, do this. Um, it is it's easily one of the best ways to spend time spend time with your friends uh get folks in um i mean i go a little bit over the top you don't need to um you know folks will come uh you will have a great time i just uh it's just uh, it's just i mean you've you've heard the stories i'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not a lot of work it's a lot of work it is well worth it I guarantee it. Every single time I do it, I am super excited about doing it again the following year, and can't wait. Can't wait to get, you know to see who can make it for next year. Mm. Um, so, always looking forward to that. Um, but just do it. Uh, you know, going to a going to a magic convention is great. I went to Philly. I had a great time. But it's an entirely different thing. Um, when you are at a convention, it is. Um, Everything you do is it, it, it revolves around the dollars. Um, so you can spend time with your friends, but you're at a convention, so you're going somewhere to eat, or you're going to the convention, and the convention itself costs you money, or you're looking at you know what, let's get into a draft that costs that costs money there too. The the benefit of this it also means that you're always playing with always playing with your friends. You're always guaranteed good games. Um, uh, or at least games that are good based on you know comparable commanders or an understanding a long a long held understanding with you and your friends of what to expect is that's just always a wonderful thing so um but i want to i want to give a shout out to everyone who came this year i think it was a blast and i yeah. wouldn't have changed a minute of it um it was great meeting new people it was great playing with old friends and uh Give it a give it a shot, and if uh, if you have had experience like this, let us know. We'd love to know. Uh, yeah. You know, find us on Twitter. Find us uh, at the email, and all this stuff is at the end of the show. Um, so reach out to us. We'd love to love to hear about your experiences. Yeah. Um, I think we I think we got to wrap this one up for today. But uh, right. we'll be back next week with uh, maybe a cool deck or maybe a cool story or maybe uh, we'll just randomly talk about the color green. Who's to say? Uh, but thank you so much for hanging out. We've got five more episodes this season. Uh, and then we're on to the next season because that's how we roll. Here at the Temple of the False Bud, we're next to non-optimized. But her place sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. And I'm uh, Bruce. That's Bruce. I don't know why I what I was gonna say. So let's Please try that stomp again. Stomp all over my line. I'm Andy. <laughs> I'm Bruce. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for hanging out. Play some magic for me, uh, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye. Wait, wait. Before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. 
Bruce is at Mana Burned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!